Chapter Twenty Four of Baseball Joe in the Central League by Lester Chadwick. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Reading by Donald Cummings. Chapter Twenty Four on the Track. Well, are you coming? Demanded the tramp, as Dutton did not answer. I said I want to see you, and I'm dead broke. Took all I got to get a seat on the bleachers to see the bloomin' game. Well, you saw a good game. I'll say that, commented the old player, though his voice was a bit husky. He seemed to be laboring under some nervous strain. Huh! I didn't come to see the game. I want to see you. Are you coming? Pop did not answer at once. About him and Joe, who still stood at his side, surged the other players and a section of the crowd. Some of the members of the team looked curiously at Pop and the ragged individual who had accosted him. Colin, the pitcher, sneered openly and laughed in joe's face who's your swell friend he asked nodding toward the tramp joe flushed but did not answer well i'm waiting for you's spoke the tramp and his tone was surly come on i ain't got all day nothing doing said pop shortly i'm not coming with you hogan you're not there was a hint of threat in the husky tones, and the glance from the bloodshot eyes was anything but genial. "'No, I'm not coming,' went on Pop easily. He seemed to have recovered his nerve now, and glanced more composedly at Joe. "'Huh! Well, I like that,' sneered the tramp. "'You're getting mighty high-toned all of a sudden. It didn't used to be this way.' "'I've changed. You might as well know that, Hogan,' went on Pop. There were not so many about them now. All the other players had passed on. "'Well, then, if you won't come with me, come across with some coin,' demanded the other. "'I need money.' "'You'll not get any out of me.' "'What?' There was an indignant protest in the husky voice. "'I said you'll not get any out of me.' "'Huh. We'll see about that. Now look here, Pop Dutton. Either you help me out, or... Dutton turned to one of the officers who kept order on the ball field. "'Jim, see that this fellow gets out,' the old player said quietly. "'All right, Pop. What you say goes,' was the reply. "'Now then, move on out of here. We want to clean up for tomorrow's game,' spoke the officer shortly to the man whom Pop had addressed as Hogan. "'Oh, so that's your game, is it, Mr. Dutton?' and the ragged fellow sneered as he emphasized the mister. "'If you want to call it a game—' "'Yes,' answered Dutton calmly. "'I'm done with you and yours. I'm done with that railroad business. I don't want to see you again, and I'm not going to give you any more money.' "'You're not.' "'I'm not. You've bled me enough.' "'Oh, I've bled you enough, have I? I've bled you enough, my fine bird. Well, then, you wait.' You'll see how much more I'll bleed you. You'll sing another tune soon, or I'm mistaken. I've bled you enough, eh? Well, you listen here. I ain't bled you half as much as I'm going to, and some of the others are going to come in on a game. You wait. That's all. And he uttered a lot of strong expressions that the ground officer hushed by hustling him off the field. Joe took no part in this. He stood quietly at the side of Pop, as though to show, by his presence, that he believed in him, trusted him, and would help him, in spite of this seeming disgrace. They were alone, those two, 
the young and promising pitcher and the old and almost broken down has-been and yet the has-been had won a hard-fought victory pop dutton glanced curiously at joe well he asked as if in self-defense what's the answer inquired joe trying to make his tones natural was it a hold-up sort of that's one of the fellows i used to trail in with before you helped me out of the ditch is he a railroad man asked joe i thought he said something about the railroad he pretends to be said dutton but he isn't any more he used to be i believe but he went wrong just as i did just as i might be now but for you joe his voice broke and there was a hint of tears in his eyes oh forget it said joe easily i didn't do anything but what sort of a fellow is this one anyhow the man had been hustled off the grounds by the officer oh he's just a plain tramp the same as i was only he hasn't anything to do with the railroad any more except to rob baggage that's his specialty he hangs around the depots and opens valises and such when he gets a chance he does cried joe with sudden interest is he the fellow the detectives wanted to get the time they raided the keystone lodging house pop dutton flushed red what what do you know about that he asked oh i er uh, i happened to be around there when the police were getting ready to close in answered joe truthfully enough he did not want to embarrass his friend by going into details oh said pop evidently in relief yes i think he was one of the gang they wanted to get but they didn't he's taking a chance coming here now oh he let his whiskers grow and i suppose he thinks that disguises him he's had a hold over me joe but i'm glad to say he hasn't any longer i won't go into details but i will say he had me in his power now i'm out so he used to rob travelers baggage did he yes and he does yet i guess when he gets the chance jewelry is his specialty i remember once he was telling me of a job he did it was at a small station i forget just where anyhow this fellow hogan is one of his names he pretended to be a railroad freight brakeman you know they are rather roughly dressed for their work is not very clean well he got a chance to open a certain valise i remember it because he said it was such an odd bag joe felt a queer sensation it was as though he had heard this same story years before yet he knew what it meant what it was leading to as well as if it had been printed out hogan made a good haul as he called it went on pop he thought he was going to have a lot of trouble opening the bag when he came into the station pretending he wanted a drink of water it was a foreign mate valise he said but it opened easier than he thought and he got a watch and a lot of trinkets that ladies like he did asked joe and his voice sounded strange even to himself yes why do you know anything about it asked pop in some surprise i might said joe trying to speak calmly would you remember how this bag looked if i told you i think so was it a yellow one of a kind of leather that looked like walrus hide and did it have two leather handles and brass clips in the shape of lions heads yes that's exactly how hogan described it said pop but why 
"'And would you remember the name of the station at which the robbery took place?' asked Joe. "'That is, if you heard it.' "'I think so.' "'Was it Fairfield?' "'That's it. Why, Joe, what does this mean? How did you know all this? What is Hogan to you?' "'Nothing much, Pop, unless he proves to be the fellow who took the stuff I was accused of taking,' answered Joe, trying to speak calmly. "'Do you know where we could find this man again?' "'You mean Hogan?' Yes. I'm going to tackle him. Of course, it's only a chance, but I believe it's a good one. Oh, I guess we can easily locate him, said Pop. He hasn't any money to get far away. Then come on, cried Joe, eagerly. I think I'm at last on the track of the man who took the stuff from Reggie Varley's valise. Pop, this means more to me than you can imagine. I believe I'm going to be cleared at last. Cleared? You cleared? "'What of?' asked the old ball player in bewilderment. "'I'll tell you,' said Joe, greatly excited. "'Come on.'" End of chapter 24